Expectations matter. What do you expect from an SUV? Versatility? A range of sizes built to fit your life? A range of exteriors that all invite stairs? Or being able to take control of more than just the wheel? Expectations matter, but exceeding them matters more. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. If you want to run uncut, yeah. unapologetic from the jump, yeah. and no politics in this club, just dirt from the streets and the creeks in the mud. Tech 12, best podcast for the Seahawks, number one sports talk, yeah, we got it on live. Tech 12, every episode 12 hot takes, and we repping for Seattle, my place. It's the Take 12 Podcast. Welcome. I am lifelong Seahawk fan Brett Davern, joined as always by... My partner, Lofa Tatupu, Seahawks legend. Welcome. On this episode, of course we talk about the Monday night victory over the Eagles. We get a first-hand account of what it was like inside Lumen from Lofa and our guy, McNeil, who were both in attendance, and I'm wildly jealous. Also, uh, I got beef with a certain team about their throwback uniforms. I'll see if Lofa agrees with me or not. And then also, we look through the standings and look around the league. Lofa tells you who's going to win each conference and who he thinks will be in the Super Bowl. But before we get to all that, special shout out to our sponsor, Wiener Schnitzel. Two locations in Western Washington, Everett, And in Fife, go on in and do something different for lunch today. They have their $3 meal deals. They got ice cream, root beer floats, corn dogs, Polish sandwiches. Oh, I'm getting hungry just talking about it. It's Wiener Schnitzel, everybody. Mention the Take 12 podcast, producer Katie, for what? A free hot dog. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a free hot dog uh, with any other purchase. Also, um, I, I'm i planning on uh, being up in Seattle soon, and we're planning on, I think, doing something for Wiener Schnitzel. And so look out for some fun videos and pictures and ways that you can ask me about my wiener coming soon. And <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> 
I love when Lofa giggles. Famous movie quote. Famous movie quote. What? Oh man. A movie quote? Oh yeah. 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 That's from that's from Accepted. Jonah Hill. I got issues, man. Uh, Hey, let's play the episode for everybody because we came in hot on this one. We were excited. You guys uh, sit back and enjoy it. And um, yeah, uh, without further ado, here's our conversation about the game. Just when you thought they were out, Lofa, they go and pull themselves back in. (laughs) They will not go quietly into that dark night, Lofa. No, no, no. No, no, no. The Seahawks, they're going to scratch. They're going to claw. They're going to peck. They're going to swoop down when you least expect it and and pull off an insane interception to end a game. They're going to send backup Drew Locke out there to break everybody's hearts afterwards with his postgame press conference. Lofa, I'm so excited. Yeah, you didn't even think we had a fucking chance, too. What? How dare you? How dare you? I knew we were going to take it the whole time. I was cool as a cucumber. I knew we had it. In Drew, I yeah. trust. It was a total team effort, but shout Woo. out to Drew Locke. Minute 47. Fucking 90 yards, whatever it was. That shit was wild. Wow, man. I mean, that... That was, I texted the group, uh, our group chain, and I said, it was fun to have fun watching them play again. I mean, wow. Just the, oh, that felt like the old Seahawks there at the end, especially ending it on defense. Julian Love, shout out. Yeah, twice. I mean, that that first interception was a thing of beauty. (sighs) I mean, the second one obviously was huge, but the first one, you know, that kept them, that got us the ball back. It kept them out of another scoring opportunity. But the way he ran the route with the receiver, hmm. he was in, in control of the route the whole way, and he did the right thing, which a lot of guys don't do these days. I don't know if it's just not taught or what, but he looked back, he located hmm. the ball, and he caught it. And, yeah. you know, most guys just wait, either let the other guy catch it or get a pass interference. Oh. <laughs> and it was a thing of beauty. Like I, And then, and then he had the other one, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah. DK down the stretch. There's so much good. Well, let's go. Game. I mean, that's that's why yeah. I just fired it up. Let's just let's just get into it here. I mean, because the game overall and I have you seen the have you guys out there seen they they'll put out these graphs of of like how the game goes or like the win probability percentage win graphs. Probability. And it's great cuz the whole time it's on the Eagles side. The whole game. I dude, it was painful sometimes. I mean, you know, the guy's running wide open. We can't stop him when we need to. Third down, giving up first downs on third down. Like, it was – a lot of the game was just, oh, no, here we go again. But I guess that's why – such a relief at the end and, and a release. And the stadium was electric. Were you there? Oh, I was there. Oh, buddy. You got you to gotta take us in inside Lumen. He doesn't have a voice right now. Can you hear it? No, I, I know. And I – Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I knew he voice. was there. I was saying for the take us into the stadium, man, because I I'm oh. so jealous that I wasn't there, man. I mean, I, McNeil was there, my brother was there, other yeah. friends of mine from Seattle were there. I I was so jealous. Even when it was ten nothing and it didn't look awesome and um, it looked like they might go up, you know, even more. The fucking twelves brought it. Really, you, know, they, you couldn't hear anything, but you know, I I know they couldn't hear. I've been there before on the field when it's like that. 
and you can't hear yourself think, never mind, communicate, you mm. know, effectively. Um, yeah, the place is going absolutely nuts. Um, where's McNeil? I want McNeil's take on it. Yeah, McNeil, take us inside of Lumen. Uh, you were there with your mom. You were passing out Mojo, Bobo Mojo buttons before the game. How did that go? Give us your full Monday night football experience. So we got down there at about 2 p.m. and then started oh, handing out the pins. And then there were so many Eagle fans everywhere. We were, we were getting kind of nervous. And then the game started how it did. Yeah. And then as soon as that first interception happened, I think all the fans were like, oh, shoot, we might win. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then after that second interception, Oh, it was wild. Yeah, yeah. My brother, uh, I was texting with my brother. He was there, took took some of his buddies and stuff, and they were under the hawk's nest in, like, the standing room part, like, where they're all just standing up at the end. He said when, when JSN caught that ball, he's like, he's like, I just started hugging strangers. He's like, everyone was just yeah. grabbing onto each other and embracing tight in the rain, in the cold, in Seattle. Ah, Katie, I'm tearing up over here. Ah. So, so I was... Uh... For the last two minutes, <clears throat> me, Babineau, I was up uh, in the Delta suite with Noriko and company. Oh, shout, shout out. out to Delta. Yeah. And um, there's a guy on the other side that recognized me and he was like, hey, come over here. And so went over there, took a shot, a rally shot. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to say it's all because of me, but uh, <laughs> that's essentially what happened yeah. right before Drew took them on that that glorious drive to win it. And then um, a big play. I'm sure we'll get to it. I love that we're playing the game and the highlights. Yeah, we're throwing the highlight package up here. You guys love this. Go to our YouTube. Check us out on YouTube. We're big on YouTube now, Lofa. Blowing up over there. Check us out, everybody. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, um, I mean, we'll get to it in, like, you know, another five or ten minutes when we get to the actual uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. two-minute drill. But uh, DK – Routinely coming up big at the end of every game, like he always, even when Gino's in there, end of the Rams game, a couple other games when we needed it most, uh, the Browns. Uh, but then uh, the ball he wrestled, that was an interception to Bradbury that he wrestled away with his left hand and just pulled it back for a first down. Wait, what, like, I don't think you mean the 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 one that was like off his leg and the sort of like it kept it off the turf, the shorter was, pass. Is that the one you're talking about? In yeah. Bradbury's hands. Yeah. And DK just said, nah, that's mine. DK on on that drive was just like, I got this. But I'm just saying, that's game over right there Mm -hmm. if he doesn't do break that up and, you know, just knock it to the ground. But he gripped it out of the guy's hand, left hand. And, I mean, I I thought he could have, because I don't know if he got contacted yet, but I thought he could have got up and ran. But just – that play, I remember watching that live, and I was like, "Holy shit!" That it's, was a that was a grown ass man play, but that was a huge play in terms of timing. Oh, having DK on the squad, like I mean, just the the other one that down the far sideline uh, that he jumps up in between the two guys, he takes yeah. their best shot, and he just keeps. I mean, he's just so big, he's just so solid, <laughs> and he's like crawling out of bounds, and on the slow mo replay on TV, like his arms. Dude, I said, I was like, his arms are as heavy as my leg. Like, he's so <laughs> solid. It's crazy. And it, it, it's, it's, it's a bit frustrating because you, you start wondering why they don't just do this the whole game long, right? But when they needed it at the end, they sure had it. Yeah, I mean, it was double coverage. He jumped up, mossed both of them, and then he sprints 
right over to place the ball. Yeah. And right before that beautiful commercial break of beer we just saw was <laughs> K9 just winding back 30 yards for a touchdown. Um, that the game that he had was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, there's, and I want to give credit to the O line. It was mostly a clean pocket for Drew. He had time. Um, one time he just held on to the ball too long for a sack. Another time we got beat. Jalen Carter just, you know, he he made his way to the quarterback very fast. But other than that, this so was only two sacks in the game. It was a clean pocket. And they did do the job running. And there's on two of his runs, there was wide open holes to go through. But on the a lot of the other ones, when he was just making people miss left and right, I yeah. mean, some of the cuts were just unbelievable. And then the speed he showed, he, I mean, I think it was 80, 85 yards, something like that. Yeah. And we stuck to the run. Like you were always asking for, like yep. you said, that yep. Pete Carroll wants to do. Yep. We, we stuck to the run. Yep. Well, and I was, dude, I was frustrated though, because a couple drives before the final drive, or maybe the drive before the final drive, I almost texted you because we ran it all the way down the field. Like almost every play, we're running the ball, and I'm every like, play. I'm sitting there going, "Okay, here's here's what Lofa and I want." And but then I started thinking, when they get down close, they're gonna just throw it and probably settle for a field goal. And what do they do? They get down close, <laughs> they throw two times in a row for no yards. Then they hand it off when they kind of know we're gonna hand it off. He gets nothing. It's like the chocolate factory. You get nothing. <laughs> Good day, sir. And we only got the field goal, and I felt like texting you there, like, "Oh man, it's over." But but then you know we saw what happened. We were, we held on. But K nine, yeah. dude, he just makes such a difference when he's in the game. We, he must stay healthy and remain on the field. Just, we're a different yeah, and team this is with the him. drive we're talking about right here. Oh yeah, here it is. The one the one he went through right, right there. He cut all the way back. He yeah. got nine yards. Then he gets the you know first and ten. Gets another ten yards. I mean. I mean, look at yeah. Yeah, we just, just keep handing it off, him the handing ball, handing it off, right? Yeah, it's it's too easy, right? Yeah, it's and so too we get good. down to the red zone, then we throw it three times. <laughs> <laughs> well, but on the final drive, when they had to throw it, they put the ball in Drew's hands, and the haircut came through. Well, man, he did yeah. what he had to do. <laughs> <clears throat> well, this was big fourth and two. Yeah, and that was a hold. Yes, or pass interference. But I'm glad even on third and one, right there, they tried the. Whoever the safety was came up, made a great hit, uh, and stopped uh, K nine in the hole. But I, I'm at least glad they tried to run it on third and one. Mm-hmm. How about uh, us getting some calls there at the end of the game? Finally, like, oh, and they're good calls. I mean, well, but finally, uh, yeah. But it wasn't. It wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't anything. I mean, I think it was a. They they let the guys play. This Ooh. is like. Oh, sorry. What I don't I'm want to interrupt. We, we, well, we were just watching this. How, how about this play that didn't get called, oh, yeah. actually? With about 10 minutes to go in the fourth, they sack Drew Locke, but they smash him in the face on the way to the tackle. Oh. And it's listen, it's one of those things that we kind of don't want called, but it's weird when it goes on your team and is not called because they would call it for everybody else that we play against. And they didn't call yeah. it for Drew there. That should have been a first down. But we end up settling yeah. for the forty-three yarder here from from Myers. And shout out to to Jason Myers. Yeah, yeah. Myers did the damn thing yeah. twice. <clears throat> Needed yeah. it too. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, okay, yeah. This is where it's kind of like okay, ten minutes. <laughs> I thought they were just going to try to run the ball, you know, uh, grind some clock. I mean, Swift, both Hertz and Swift both had like eighty yards apiece. Yeah. So like, I was terrified they were just going to keep running it, but they I thought so to keep too. Throwing it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then he airs it out. Yeah, and is this where it? Is it? Is this is it. This yeah, is it. I think this is the one. Here it is. This is Julian. Look at him lean. Oh. Look and lean into the oh. into the uh, 
receiver and catch that ball. And no help whatsoever. He's by himself. Oh, he's, he's all by himself. Just out there, lone man <laughs> I, I back screaming. there. Here it is again. Katie's rewinding it. Oh, yeah. What a catch. Unbelievable. I was like, turn around, Julian. Turn around. He had it the whole time, McNeil. He was just baiting uh, Hurts. Cool customer back there, man. Yeah, that was I, sweet. That, what is it, eight minutes through? That is a huge play. Because if mm-hmm. they come away with any points there, you know, it's not looking awesome for us. Ooh, that yep. was a tough one. And then we get the ball back. We can't convert on third. There's that throw well, yeah. to Tyler. That was very close. But They then, get the yeah. ball back. They get it back. This is where I got scared. All right. Yeah. You start seeing Swift just getting carries. Yep. And the clock is ticking away here, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, I have to say, even when they got the ball back at the end, they had all three timeouts. You know, yeah. I, it, it's timeouts are so important in the league, aren't they? And Pete loves to burn them early. So here we go. <laughs> Whatever reason. Beautiful pass out the gate for what, 14, 15 yards? To DK. Right? Yeah. We're looking DK. at the 92 yard drive here. Yeah. Yeah. They get up so on the ball. 37. Get up, right? This is the one right here. Give me that. Yeah. And so, like, I think he still could have got up, but they're going to show it from the other angle. That's the one so on just... the coverage. Troy Aikman said if he puts it out in front of him, he scores because there was like no one back there on that slant. Look at this. That's an interception that just got ripped out of his hands. Yeah, you're right. And like, even Bradbury can't believe wow. he's like, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah. DK's right like, there. I'm not he going had it. Like this. Nope. Give Dude, DK was not going to finish that game with one catch for eight yards. Come on. No. Come never. on. Come on. Crucial third and 10. Just give him a oh. chance. Oh, must. Dude. Must. That was and, a nasty And falls forward. And falls forward. <laughs> and then gets up and runs to, to put the ball down. And then this and one. Then this is. The one by JSN. I mean, he catches the back of the ball. What more do we need to say? He, oh. He uses every. Every centimeter, every millimeter of his body to get that ball. And I mean, yeah, beautiful throw by Drew. Here, and you can actually pause it if you JSN. want, Katie. Because let's, yeah, let's talk about the catch yeah. there. That that is just I mean, that's a rookie. That's the biggest catch of his career so far. Incredible. Well, so I mean, I think this is just something that we should probably take from this game is that every time we've sent him deep, he's catching it one-handed. He's catching it over his shoulder, like the lo- location on on each. None of the balls were thrown perfectly. That was a good, well-placed football right there. Yeah. But we all these crazy catches we've seen from him are all downfield. Like, mm. maybe stop throwing the screens to him. Yeah, I don't know if like, he's this, like, slot receiver or whatever. Like, let's let's well, go. That, that, that's what he was in college, right? In college, you know, he ate up zone all day. Uh, in NFL, the guys are, you know, bigger, faster, stronger. So maybe it's not translating yet. I know it will. Eventually he will, you know, be able to eat up his own coverage like he did in college. But right now, if you put him outside, which is what they said he couldn't do coming out of college, I haven't seen anybody stay with him. Uh, Charles Cross wants credit on this play also because he schooled Jalen Carter. And he deserves some credit. It's like, hey, let, you know, you guys are going to give all the credit to JSN and Drew, but I held it down mine on that. So shout out to Charles. Um, and so that's then why he's a first round pick. Also, I watched the um, the different camera angle on that throw. There's like the higher camera angle. They showed it on the coverage, and I was pausing it at home because when Drew decides to throw it, when he winds up to make that throw, JSN is locked up with the corner on the 20 yard line. When when oh, yeah. Drew decides to let it go, 
So he, it's like he's trusting JSN to go win. JSN's trusting Drew to put the ball where it needs to be. It was just it was a thing of beauty, and because no one was open when he let the ball go, and they he like yeah. it's beautiful. They uncover while the ball's in the air. Ah, no, but he Gorgeous. saw a single, and so he's like, I'm yeah. giving him a chance. Yeah, I'm give just my gonna guy a throw shot. and see what happens. Yeah, 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 totally. It's it's beautiful. It's a thing. It's a thing of beauty, and just fucking shout out to, to Drew, man. Like. Everything he's been through, the trade that went down, right? And then yep. not winning the starting job. And then it's just like, you know, just much like Gino kind of went through, like he got his time to shine. And like, he, he we fucking needed that game. Yeah. Like, if, season's over if we don't win that game. Yeah. Oh, totally. And, and, so. and, and how about how happy Gino and Drew are together? What a what a bromance <laughs> on this team! It's uh, beautiful. No, I, each other, yeah. They're 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 li- they're like almost weeping, talking about each other, and the sort of relation or not sort of this relationship that they have, and this friendship that they have, and the way that they were. I, you were in the building, so I don't know if you caught it, but on TV, they're doing uh, Drew's doing yeah, his celebration, do. and Gino's doing it back to him, and they're just you know, it's beautiful. Well, I mean, it, it is because only those two know what it's like. You know what I'm saying? I can't even speak for what it's like being a quarterback in this league and and the shit that you got to go through on a daily basis, whether you're winning or you're losing. You're winning, it's it's all it's mostly because of you. You're losing, it's always because of you. Like that's the <laughs> that's yeah. the that's the strain that's on the quarterback position. That's why it's you know it's a quarterback driven league. But I mean, I just there was a great moment to see that them both celebrating and uh, you know yeah, and both of them fierce competitors and it's um, now I know everybody's excited. When Gino comes back, Gino's the quarterback, though. Like, okay. I think Pete even said it in the press conference. Um, but but Drew just he just won one hell of a game for us to to stay alive in this thing. Well, it's nice to know there's a guy back there that can get it, go get it done, and and it had to give Drew a ton of confidence. And it, his post game uh, interview was special and humble, and uh, was really cool. Like just the way that he said, you know, you kind of start to doubt yourself, but. Like last week during the game, he kind of had a moment where he thought, you know, I'm I'm the man still. And then he showed who he really is at the end of this game here. So really happy for him. And yeah, you know, it's it's cool. Like what a year for backup quarterbacks in the NFL, huh? Uh, yeah, a lot. A yeah. ton of guys went down. And then, yeah, I mean, you got who? You got DeVito. You got, you got <laughs> all Jake these Browning. guys shining right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Browning's balling right now. Balling out, dude. Yeah, I knew like, it coming out of college though. He just, you know. Did you? Yeah, he did he score I, he scored like 100 touchdowns in one season of high school football. <laughs> he's a beast. He just doesn't have the, I mean, didn't have the strength, but he he's got the he's got it between the ears, you know what I mean? That's it's high like school, Tom Brady. Bro. Yeah, no, Everybody no, I know, but what I'm school. saying is like he's got game that's like beyond what I anyway, I think he's more of like a Tom Brady-ish, just he cerebrally knows where I, to go with it, that kind of thing. I always thought he threw a great football. I thought I thought uh, he was a smart player, but I I don't want to say I question his toughness, okay. but there was times when he was at UW and things weren't going great and it just kind of looked like he was just like, "Ah, oh, I'm over it." Okay. You know, like I'm over this game, like Yeah, okay. Well, maybe some maturity I, then. Some time in the league yeah. has matured him up. But I mean, he always had the talent. Yeah. He always had the arm talent. Yeah. Uh, back to the Seahawks game for a second. The Julian Love pick at the end. Uh, Eagles fans are freaking out because they're zooming in on the replay and finding out that maybe the toe, you know, was a millimeter off of a blade of grass. And I, they want 
they're, they're out for blood. Hey, everybody, listen. That, okay, fine. Let's take it back. That's an incomplete pass. You still only have eight seconds left from that spot. And just, whatever. Like, just get out of here. And someone was like, really? We're calling this an interception? And I'll tell those fans what I tell my little kids when I'm coaching baseball. It's an interception because the refs say it's an interception. Now go home. Okay. I don't know if it really it is, not, but because they say it is, it is. So was not conclusive enough evidence. Yeah. So to overturn it. Get out of here. The kids on the team, they're like, that wasn't a strike. I'm like, yes, it was. You know why? The umpire <laughs> said it was. Get back to the dugout. <laughs> it's an interception. Get out of here. My video of the play proves it was a catch too. <laughs> oh yeah? Yeah, I got the best video I've ever taken. Oh, we need to put case. that up. Come on, McNeil. Yeah, let, let's see that. It's in the chat. Okay. Uh, okay. All right, we'll get that yeah. up there. Oh. We'll go back and review it then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, how about the Seahawks just dominance over the Eagles, though, Lofa? It started with you, and it continues. I mean, Pete Carroll has never lost to the Eagles in his time with the Seahawks, and uh, it also proves that a mythical bird is much more powerful than the real life thing <laughs> well i mean two things there yeah on my way in uh there was a philly fan that was talking shit to us he's like seahawks not even a real bird i was like <laughs> you know that rocky is not a real human being right? you know <laughs> like you have a fucking statue of a guy that's not real right like, yes and like it I felt bad because then everybody was just laughing at him. Like, That's a good comeback, though. I'm gonna I'm gonna file that one away. <laughs> I like that. Um, but and I forgot what the other thing was. No, but. just Pete Carroll dominating the Eagles. I mean, we had oh. um we 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 had Believe in Eagles I, on right, and he's like, dude, I, yeah. he's like, I'm scared oh, to play you Mike guys. Gill. We yeah, Mike, we can't ever win. I did Mike Gill's. Uh, yeah, we he brought up the streak, and uh, the last time we lost them was 2008. And the only reason we lost them is because I wasn't playing. So, you know, there's, I told Mike and all his uh, Jersey fans. Yeah. There you go. That. Dude, we dominate them. Um, hey, speaking of uh, that, though, and the final score and all that this is a segue. Uh, the score prediction challenge, producer Katie, was won by somebody yeah. out there. The score was a sort of predictable football score. But weirdly enough, we only had, I think, one or two people. One. Only one? That went 20 to 17. One on Insta. So, yeah, one person on Instagram. Um, if Katie, if you have the name, you can shout it out later if you want. But, Nate. huh? Nate. Nate. Nate on Instagram. Congrats, bro. You get a uh, $75 gift card from our friends at Simply Seattle. Go to simplyseattle.com. Use the promo code TAKE12 to take 12% off of any of their fine products. And if you want to enter the next uh, score prediction challenge, make sure to do that. It's going to reset at $25 for the game coming up uh, this weekend with the Titans, the mighty Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else from our game before we move on and talk about some other nonsense? Mm, no, man. Everybody showed up and showed out. Yeah. Offense, defense, special teams. Um, it was awesome to see. Won the turnover battle, yeah. ran the ball, everything that Pete preaches we 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 did yeah and so it was pretty cool to see it all come together um yeah next a date with king henry and fuck i 
Do you think? Well, first of all, the guy. Well, wait, guy wait. Before you go to that, fantasy. I just want to know: Do you think Pete did the? Can you win the game in the first quarter in the locker room at the end of the game? You absolutely know he did. Yeah. He lives for that that speech. That you know, especially when it's a comeback. What do we? We outscored them ten nothing in the oh, fourth. Man. Like you, you, that was the first thing that he said when he got in that. <laughs> I was thinking about uh, it. I was thinking about okay. it. King Henry. I mean, okay. I got him in three fantasy leagues. I was in four playoffs. I'm only in one left now, mm-hmm. which is ours. Okay. I don't know if you guys noticed. I'm in last place. Uh, I stopped paying attention a while ago. I snuck into the playoffs somehow oh, with no. like a 500 record, and uh, and I'm, I'm doing work. Well, here comes that man. It's a Christmas Eve showdown uh, coming up this Sunday with the Titans, and uh, we'll preview it. Uh, on our second episode this week. But just real quick uh, about the Titans, I have a question for you from watching football this weekend. Um, oh, also, quickly, before we do that, though, uh, if you guys want to head over to the game, if any of you are flying that direction, make sure you use our friends Delta Airlines. Go to delta.com, sign up for 12 status. You get a free... Well, you well you get an extra mile for every uh, yard the Seahawks throw for. Um, any Seahawk, Drew Locke or Gino, or if DK decides to wind one up and chuck it downfield, you get a mile if you're signed up for 12 status. So make sure to do that. And then when you're looking for an airline out there for all your holiday travels, use Delta, the best customer service in the biz, most comfortable seats, most on-time uh, stuff I was reading, or they have a really Parkers, great absolutely. record with that. I mean, they're the best. So go to DeltaAirlines.com, everybody. Lofa, here's my question about the Tennessee Titans. I was watching them this weekend, and uh, or I was watching Red Zone, honestly, and they were playing against the Houston Texans. Now, uh, the Nash, the Nashville Tennessee Titans, used to be the Houston Oilers, and they moved to Nashville and became the Titans. Then the NFL gave Houston a brand new team that is called the Texans and this weekend when the Texans traveled to play the Tennessee Titans the Tennessee Titans wore throwback Houston Oilers jerseys while Houston was visiting it the whole thing's a mess it's confusing I don't know if I like it and what should be done about it if you were commissioner yeah I forgot who the home team was first of all (laughs) yeah it is so disrespectful <laughs> to break out those uniforms against the team yeah. in the city they used to be. It's like, a burn. Oh, yeah. Not cool, bro. Not cool. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and also, like, what is the deal? I don't. I mean, I get that that is that former team, but now you're in Nashville and there's a team in Houston. Shouldn't the Houston Texans wear Houston yeah. Oilers gear? Yeah, you shouldn't have rights to that. That uni. Yeah, it's weird. It should be off limits if you're out of that city. Dude, I will barf all over the place if I ever see the Oklahoma City Thunder wearing Sonics throwbacks. Oh, right. Damn, you know? I didn't even think about that. Wow. Ugh. Yeah. Or like it'd be like the Baltimore Ravens wearing Cleveland Browns throwbacks. Cleveland Browns, yeah. <laughs> what is with Nashville and the Titans and how much they love the Oilers stuff? It's, I mean, it is a sick uniform. That's probably what it is. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. It is a cool uniform. It's a cool uni. You know, that was uh, the Oilers were nice back then, too. Yeah. Bum Phillips. Yeah. So you call foul on this, then. You're with me on this. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's, that's messed up, man. (laughs) Not cool, bro. Not a fan. Not cool, bro. Okay. Uh, What about the rest of the league? Did you watch some other results? The Chiefs uh, had a bit of a scare again, but pulled it out. Who'd they play? 
Um, the Patriots? There wasn't a scare. Didn't they win by two touchdowns? They won by two touchdowns at the end. But, uh, but it was close. Uh, Mahomes was whining, as usual. Travis Kelsey dropped a pass. Taylor Swift was freaking out. Like, th- the Chiefs have become a soap opera that I can't look uh, away be, from. That'll be fine. They're just waiting for... This is the problem when you have a lot of success. Right? Mm. You wait for the games that count. You wait for December. And, like... That's a it's a tough area. Like when you're used to winning and going to the postseason, you know you get a little complacent. And I think that's what we're seeing because you know I know they still have a lot of talent and their defense has actually saved them a lot this year. Mm-hmm. But it's um, it's dangerous territory to just be like, okay, well we're just we'll be ready when January comes. And, and I mean that's a competitive division right now, right? I don't think their lead's too comfortable. Um, the Broncos of all time. Well, the Broncos dropped one last week to Detroit. That was surprising. Um, Detroit gave the Broncos. How about out. Detroit? Detroit's what ten and four. But they'll, they'll. I don't know who they play this week. They probably play Green Bay, and they're going to like lose to them, though. That's what's confusing about them. It's like they, they like lose the games where okay, they should blow these guys out. They should not be on the same field together. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing that's got me not a believer in Detroit. I still think Green Bay actually finds a way to to win that division. Um, wow, really? And, yeah, and then what I was really impressed with. Wait, no, was Green Bay six and eight. Can they? Well, they'd have I think to they can still on. win if they went out. Oh I yeah. think they play. Do they play twice or do they play once? They might. Uh, yeah, you're right. I think they can still. Yeah, I, I think that's still the best team in that division. I yeah. Care, regardless of record, um, the Bills destroyed the Cowboys. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I wanted to talk about the top teams in in each conference here because there's some interesting results. I'm, I mean, the Cowboys uh, slipping a little. I mean, it, Cowboys and Eagles both at ten and four, but struggling a bit lately, and it just has left room for the Niners to just be dominant. I mean, who's going to step up and beat them, dude? Debo. Well, <sighs> well, they they got a Monday night date with uh, Baltimore. Yeah, that's going to be mean, a good game. I think they're at home, so but I mean that's probably one of the games of the week, right? Uh, to to be watching because that could be a Super Bowl preview. I think you said well. that is your Super Bowl preview, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got you locked in on that one. Well, I don't want to be locked in on it. Yeah, uh, I would like it to be us and the Ravens, but um, yeah, right now with the way things look, I, I think this is the preview of the Super Bowl. Really? Uh, the Buffalo? Bu- not the Miami? Buffalo Bills, You're not going to put Miami in there from the AFC? No, I'm not, I'm not all in on Miami. Really? Uh, they, they look good this week, and their defense stepped up. I think they shut, shut out the Jets. But uh, you, think the no. che- you think the Chefs are better than the Dolphins? Um, I think when it comes down to it, yeah. Like I think the Dolphins beat them in London, right? Isn't that what happened? I think so, yeah. I think they played, and I think the Dolphins – squeaked one out against them in London, but um, yeah, I just, when it gets to the postseason, the experience dude, like of being there and it's crazy because the lights aren't any brighter, which everybody thinks and like, it, you know, but they put too much into the single moment. Like, Oh my gosh, the biggest game of my life. No, just it's another fucking game. Just go out there and play. And I think, I think that's one of the things that Pete has always told his players that's helped them play in the big games the most is that, everything's a championship opportunity so if you're treating preseason and regular season like a championship opportunity well when the postseason gets here it's another championship opportunity i mean it truly is but we treat it the same does anyone want to oh sorry i think there's a psychology to that whole that whole thing that you know really gets the players to play freely 
where some some teams they tighten up when it comes to the big game. Um, who's gonna take the championship opportunity to win the NFC South? The South. <laughs> the Bucks are yeah. seven and seven. The Saints are seven and seven, and the Falcons are six and eight. I like the Bucks. Yeah, they just I mean, beat Green Bay this weekend. I mean, it should be the Falcons if they would just give Bijan and Robinson the ball. Mm. But they don't want to do that for some reason. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he is that special. And uh, it, well, it's kind of look, look at what happened to Bills. Like, yeah, you got Josh Allen. He's awesome. I mean, you finally ran the ball more than 20 times with your tailback, and Cook had like 180 yards. Like, it's run like, the ball. Yeah. It's no secret. Yeah. Because <laughs> if they can't stop the run, I've been there before, man, a couple times in my career, and it's just so deflating and depressing. It's just like, fuck, man, they're running a simple power. Is it just that it's stop. not sexy? Is it just that it, you, yes. you, you can't be an offensive coordinator and keep your job by just running the ball because it's not sexy enough or something? Because, well, you it, know, like you just said, if the Eagles would have continued to run the ball, they might have they might have pulled out a win against us and look at what we did when we ran the ball and look at what you're talking about right now. Like, but if it works, why don't people do it? Cause I think a lot of these coordinators that become head coaches, uh, were quarterbacks. And so what did they like to do when they were playing throw the ball? They don't want to hand the shit off. Uh, that's just the facts of it. I don't know, man. Right? If I was a quarterback, I'd be just fine handing it off. I, don't, I just turn around, give it to that guy. He goes and does yeah. what, what? That sounds awesome. Yeah. it's uh, But, yeah, you're right. It's it's not sexy. No. And I think also, like, where's, where's the money invested? The money's invested in the quarterbacks and the receivers, yeah. right? Like, uh, maybe you have a tackle that's paid or, or a guard. It's a pro bowl or all pro, but for the most part, it's, you know, the game's outside. Well, look at, throw it deep. Well, look at what the Niners are doing, man. They're just doing that model. I mean, he, he has been throwing down the field more lately, but for the most part, it's hand it off and then dump it short, make smart decisions, move the ball, stay ahead of the chains, win football games. And that's the ultimate (laughs) investment, isn't it? Just winning championships. It's pretty methodical, the approach that they take. I mean, yeah, you'll see a couple short passes early because those short ones to Debo and McCaffrey can still turn into like 40-yard gains. But then Purdy, he'll he'll throw it down the field 30-plus yards. I think he leads the league in yards or passes for 40-plus yards. Mm. So it's like it's not like they were afraid to do it, but they just slowly just pick you apart yeah get you creeping up for the run game get you creeping up for the slants and the you know the drags that go for 15 20 yards and then all of a sudden Iuke over the top Debo over the top Kittle it's they have so many weapons. oh stop I'm having flashbacks stop yeah <laughs> stop um if you guys want to go see any games if you want to go to a Kraken game maybe uh the Winter Classic is coming up on New Year's Day in Seattle you want to go see the Kraken play an outdoor game at T-Mobile Park, maybe. Uh, of course, Seahawks tickets, any concert tickets or anything, use our friends at epicseats.com. They're a Seattle company. But you can buy and sell uh, your tickets with them. So maybe you're even holding on to some tickets that you all of a sudden can't make the event. You want to offload those. Sell them at epicseats.com. Katie, nobody beats. Epic Seats! That's right. Tell them Take 12 sent you, and you get 12% off when you're buying over $100, or you just get $12 extra per seat that you're selling with EpicSeats.com, everybody. We're pretty much out of time. I'm going to hit the music. 
Um, sounds like, judging by your voice, it sounds like you had a great time at the game. It was. I'm glad I went. I wasn't gonna go. Oh, but then they put 51 Savage. They put my beer in the uh, in the stadium. Oh. So I was like, you know what? You know what? I will go. Wait, in the stadium? What do you mean in the stadium? Yeah, at the tailgate party, me and McNeil were were drinking some 51. Actually, it was sold out. Sorry, McNeil. I got, oh, okay. I got the last 51. I get there. I was like, oh, let me get four uh, 51 Savages. They're like, we got two left, bro. And I was like. it Was this a Touchdown you? City? Where is this? Touchdown City. Yeah. <sighs> right there in front of G. Saw G Scott. Actually, I handed my boy Bumpus. I told him I was going to bring one by. I walked up on the stage. <laughs> they were interviewing Golden Tate. And I just ran up and just dropped the beer. <laughs> and Bumpus. Bumpus is like, who the hell is this? Because I have my hood on. And then he sees the beer and he just, I just see the biggest smile on his face. Yes. I dapped him up and I took off. I was like, I'm out. Wait, are yes. they going to have 51 Savage for the rest of the season at Touchdown City? Maybe a Touchdown City. Shout out to the Hawks. Uh, Alexa Coyle. Lex, she hooked it up, got us in there. Uh, shout out. I'm not sure the food and beverage manager's name, but thank you. Whoever yeah. Because they, they got us in there. So, All right. Yeah. Hey, if it, it went that cool well, to they're going to have to put it around. That, come on. We need that lumen wide. We need to be walking the concourses with a 51 Savage. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, as if I couldn't get any more jealous that I wasn't there. I'm going to have to hop on a Delta flight next time. Even the can design is badass. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> get your 51 well. Savage, everybody. Um that's it for us today. Uh, we'll be back later this week to preview the upcoming matchup with the Titans. Uh, but on behalf of producer Katie and Carly, who's over there, and the missing link, who's somewhere, and McNasty, and everybody around here who helps out, and of course, on behalf of my good friend Lofa, I'm Brett. Have a good couple days. Enjoy this one, 12s. We all deserved it. <sighs> so much fun. Oh. It's been um, a month, bro. I know. I know. It's been a long month. Lova, break us down. Come on now. I haven't been in this good a mood in a month. Me neither. <laughs> I mean, man, I don't even know what to break it down to. Good vibes. Um, good vibes. <laughs> good vibes, and we're still alive. Yes. <laughs> so good vibes, we're still alive. I love it. On three. One, two, three. Good, good vibes. vibes. We're still we're alive. Still alive. <laughs>
Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.